Hey, I muted all of us. <laughs> I know. So, so Sarah could do her deal. <laughs> Welcome to Save the Cowboy. This is Cowboy Conversations. My name is Kevin Weatherby. I'm the founder of Save the Cowboy. We started Save the Cowboy about 11 years ago. Our headquarters is at Kiowa, Colorado, which is about 30 miles southeast of Denver, Colorado, kind of in the shadows of the Rocky Mountains and uh, in the short grass country. And uh, with me today is our executive director, Mrs. Sarah Thorpe. Say hello, Sarah. Hello. That was that was her magical introduction. Uh, <laughs> she's got she's the only voice that yeah. she is the voice of Cowboy Conversations. She, she, she really is, is why people listen. She is our ED. Yes, she is the sweetness to our fart jokes. Right. And um, I do what I can. <laughs> you do do what you can. <laughs> it's an uphill battle. Our, our, our little boy humor uh, oh, comes what? in and don't let her. She will say she doesn't have it. She's lying. Yeah. No, I won't say no, I don't I have it. I'll wouldn't. always admit I it. I know you would. And also with us today is Ty Weber. Here's our, here's our each and every week, except the first weeks and in, in the weeks that he's not here. <laughs> you're here every time except when you're not i'm here in spirit 60 <laughs> percent of the time it works every time that's a right lot of the time yeah. when i'm here i'm not really here either that's so. true that is true uh and we also have mitch gorman uh he is one of our working ranch cowboys runs our raymer ranch and it kind of heads up our serving aspect of of save the cowboys ministry and when we're talking about serving mitch i mean you uh you do a lot of the serving yeah. for Save the Cowboy. You kind of took it over for me. Yeah. And um, a lot of warrants and things like that. Serving warrants. Yeah. Serving warrants. You know, house yeah. arrests. Yeah. Kind of Blueberry muffins. Pretty much, yeah. Wellness checks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah wellness checks. Yeah, I got some good stories yeah, they're, about they're wellness checks. They're you don't uncomfortable, want to just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, they're just as uncomfortable for me as it is for you. Right, just, right. No, you know, we, we were going to talk about today because um, a friend of ours on, on Facebook this morning, he had, he had written something that I think that we all go through. Um, he, he said, where do you stop doing so much for others? A soft heart starting to be not worth it. Mm -hmm. And man, that's real. I mean, anybody that's ever done something. There is two sides to that statement. <clears throat> okay. What are they? The side that's giving and the side that's taking. Yes. yes. Which side are you on? Right. <laughs> well, I guess if you're giving, you want it to stop, but if you're taking, you don't want it right. to stop. Right. <laughs> or, or should you reverse the roles? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so what, what, what kind of stuff have you got to deal with in our serving aspect? <laughs> I mean, Ty can vouch for this just what this last Sunday. I mean, I mean we've had multiple occasions where we've, we've gotten calls from people and they, and they want us to come help or whatever, and, and as soon as we do the job, and the job's done even great. Um, free of and, charge. <laughs> free of charge, <laughs> no strings attached, and, and they don't even say thank you. Right. And, you know, at, at first it was kind of frustrating, but... It, I mean, once you just keep going, it's just like, you know, how much do you give? Yeah. How much do you give? And that's kind of what we're talking about today and answering that question. So. Yeah, I got, uh, I got invited to go to a branding about uh, it's two or three hours from here. And it, it was from the ranch manager, a good friend of mine. And when we got there, he, he, you could just tell he was just stressed mm -hmm. beyond belief. And I asked him, I was like, man, what, uh, what's going on with you? He goes, man. I scheduled this today so that the owner wouldn't be here. Mm. And he found out that I was Brandon and changed his plans and he will be here. And I was like, well, great. We get to meet him. He said, not great. Like he's a megalomaniac that he's the worst kind of, of ranch owner. He thinks he he's got all the money in the world and zero knowledge mm. and doesn't realize that he has zero knowledge. And anyway, let me just fast forward. Cause I don't want to talk ill of people, but I went low after he yelled at me. For something that would have got people killed, I mean, maybe not killed, but you know, just something that you don't do. I just went and loaded my truck and just left. And I told and I told the guy, I told my buddy, I said, "Listen, man, I, I and it was towards the end. It was towards the end. They were they were done." And I just told him, I said, "Look, dude, I didn't drive three hours of my own money to come up here and help for free and get verbally <laughs> yeah. abused yeah. for something yeah. by by a greenhorn that mod." <laughs> 
that didn't know what light to moderate ranching meant. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this yeah. dude, the only thing cowboy on this guy was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's hard. It's hard to, you know, and then I, it's not like I left them, you know, high and dry. There was like three left and other, other people were getting off their horses and stuff. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but I'm just not going to do it, you know, and, and I wished him well. And I still hope that he doesn't work on that ranch anymore, but I do go help him on the ranch that he does work on now. So, yeah, it, it happens, man. Whenever, you know, when is enough enough? So what do you think, Ty? I mean, I mean, you know, our, our friend. Yeah is going through something that I think all Christians go through. When is enough enough? Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, <clears throat> I don't think there's a definitive answer except, you know, that from my past experience, I, I've always sort of been, a, I grew up being a taker more than a giver and, and, uh, kind of on the selfish side and that all changed when I got into ministry. Um, because now, you know, the expectation of a Christian, especially in ministry is to give everything, right? and not expect anything in return that that's what the lay people right. see us as and and that was a tough transition for me um because i didn't want to do either i didn't i don't want help from people and and i don't necessarily want to be that you know, on-call helper all the time um but uh the burnout rate is pretty pretty high on that in in preachers and in people uh, in ministry because all of a sudden um, our expectation is just that, that we, we're supposed to be available 24 seven and, and we don't have and, any problems and whatever you need. And we're, you know, we're cheerful about it and whatever. And, and it's not the reality, but, but, uh, I think when, when you take the religious side out of it, take religion out of it and, and what did Jesus Christ do for us? Right. Mm -hmm. It's, and, and that, and that's going to be, um, brought into perspective this Sunday when we celebrate Easter. Yes. What, what did he do? Mm -hmm. he gave everything he gave everything yeah, without a thought without a thought um he gave everything for us and so for me you can never you can never outgive god and it's never going to be enough no matter what we do it's never going to be enough to to repay that yeah, and we it's, can't and, and we're not it's expected impossible to. we're not right. expected yeah. to we, yeah. we got that through grace but at the same time that's you know i feel like a lot of times that's my perspective is it doesn't really matter how how uh, how much work I put in? If someone's going to call and ask for help, then I can help yeah. them. I'm going to help. Them. Yep. And and it's a little bit different than it was a couple of years ago because I was in that stage of poor me, you know. God, don't you see everything I'm doing for you? And uh, and you just keep piling this on, and it's never enough. And and uh, it's different now. It's different now. I I think it's you you put that into perspective, and and I think in this conversation we're gonna we're going to be able to talk about that and the other side of it where you, where you do have to eventually establish some boundaries. Yes, absolutely. What about you? Um, mine is more, that sounds really loud on, I turned you up because you're real, you're softer than you think you are. Oh, okay. Um, You've got and because you're voice. the voice of the podcast. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I make you sound good. Thank you. <laughs> um, you make me look good. I make you sound good. Thank you. That's, That's, our That's what makes our relationship That's right. work. Yeah. Mitch That's right. and I are basically filler. That's right. <laughs> yeah, y'all are grass yeah. hay. Yeah. We're just the, we're yeah. just the tree uh, poor, in the play. Poor quality, like prairie grass yeah, hay. Yeah, prairie grass hay. Two-year-old prairie grass hay. Not very palatable, but we will stimmy. fill. But we will fill you up. Real stimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. These guys are alfalfa. Cubes, but alfalfa. Yeah, we'll blow you. <laughs> but we do know how to tube you afterwards. So we'll, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll just go ahead and stick you. You cannot say you're going to tube somebody on a Christian podcast. Okay? Well, they knew what that meant. They, well, they, they yeah. don't know what yeah. that meant, so they're going to jump to conclusions. Well, should that... I explain? <laughs> go for it. Sarah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, I've always been, excuse me, I've always been a giver, and it just comes natural and I'll give and I'll give and I'll give. If I see a need and I can fill it, I will fill it. Um, my struggle has come with setting boundaries in relationships, learning to say no, because saying no is okay. Boundaries are okay and healthy. Um, and the thing that I've struggled with, I think most is the forgiveness aspect of all of this. How many times do you forgive someone? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you 
forget it and move on? Does it mean that you cut them out of your life? Does it mean that you start giving less? Um, because for me, in my heart, I just want to give. And I've been in situations and in relationships where I feel like I'm giving it and giving and all I'm getting is kicked mm -hmm. in return. You're biting, you're getting bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so how often do you go back and put yourself in that situation? How many times do you try to fix a situation mm -hmm. or a relationship? And when do you set boundaries? And what do those boundaries look like? So that's that's kind of where I'm at with well, it. Well, number one, um, what did Jesus say about forgiveness? 70 times 7. And so 490 times is the limit. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so what did he mean by that? Infinity. Right. Mm -hmm. Infinity. Right. And, and that's kind of something we talked about in a, a couple podcasts ago about, you know, talking about diff difficult people mm -hmm. and how to love them. And this has been an experiment that I've been running lately, and I've been, I've been failing, but I've also been kind of winning on some other occasions, too. <laughs> it's just been a struggle, but it's just something that I've really been focusing on in my life is just love them anyway. Yeah. And two things happen. Mm -hmm. They either leave or they come around and both are positive, I guess. I don't, I don't know, but, and I could be wrong on that, but it's just an experiment of, of loving them anyway. What, it, what if they don't leave and they don't change? Love them anyway. How many times do you forgive? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that in starting with forgiveness, um, I think there's, there's such with a lot of biblical words, they they started out beautiful and then they turned into something nasty. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about it at our Bible study on on Sunday morning. We're doing the truth project, the truth project by focus on the family project. Project and uh, anyway, we're, they were talking about submission and authority, mm -hmm. and you know, I I kind of told the story of you know the most <laughs> controversial probably. Uh, verse in the Bible, or maybe not controversial, but just... What, it's a hot button. Hot button. That's, yeah. a, that's a good way to put it. Hot button is wives submit to your husbands, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, smiling because I love that. Because you, you and I have talked yes, about this, and yes. I have a different understanding and view of it. Right. Tell us. For the ladies, I think that... For um, the ladies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't speak to you, you guys really on what to do about this, but... When I think about it and being in a relationship and a marriage with a man who is a leader, who I know I can count on, who is going to lead me in all aspects, um, in my faith, relationship with God, finances, how we live our life, if I know that I can truly count on a man to lead the way, and that would take a lot because I have a pretty strong personality I'm a bit of a control freak and I'm hard headed. <laughs> that was... Luckily you're the only one. Yeah, yeah. You're right. you're the only one. Nobody else is like that. Nobody. No. Nobody else is like that. No, but for a female to have like those characteristics, those strong qualities, and then to submit, it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's very, very tough because I have always felt like I have to make sure everything is okay in my life and not depend on anybody else. But when I envision a man that can check off all of those things in my life that I can truly count on, I'll follow him anywhere. What if they don't? Then he's not worthy of being submitted to. So he has to be perfect? No. Nobody's perfect. I'm not <laughs> saying he's perfect, but if I can trust right. that he can count on me, that he's, or that I can count on him, he's going to slay Freud and slip? No. Oh. No. I was just saying, though, that, that trust, I don't think trust ever had to do, has to do with perfection. Right. I mean, trust and perfection, I mean, that's, that's like whenever you try to, you know, compare a, a a whale to a snowflake mm -hmm. <laughs> you know trust isn't i don't think it's ever with perfection mm -hmm. because no, I, I think yeah. it's i think when you trust somebody it's despite the imperfections right. and i think mm -hmm. that and that's why i asked that question is because so many people would hear that and say see i have to find somebody that checks everything on my list and they can't not check it and then it goes back to one of the podcasts <laughs> we talked about before you make one mistake and you're out yeah yeah and, and that's and, not what i'm saying right and, that's, all. and I know that's not what yeah. you're saying, but that's why I asked the question. That, but, that, that's right. good. But, but all of this is, is the way people look at that right. verse. Mm -hmm. right. Yes. That, and that's what we're talking so about. It's so unfortunate because I think it would be such a sweet yeah. and fulfilling thing for me to have somebody that, yeah. that I can count on, mm -hmm. that I can trust to, to lead the way. And I think roles, <laughs> male and men and women have roles, are, are quick to point out the roles right. of the other person instead of looking at their own. Because that... Later on, it talks about men submitting to their wives. 
Well, and, and Are, that's where I was. That's where I was going to go with mm-hmm. that. Is that I think that um, you know when we talk about submission, um, you know, Jesus submitted to his Father mm-hmm. in everything. And is there any? I mean, I cannot think. I mean, Jesus submitted himself not just to his Father, but to us by going to the cross, mm-hmm. by washing feet. When he didn't have to. When yeah, when he didn't have to, and all of this stuff, and and there's nothing negative about that submission mm-hmm. of how Jesus submitted to God. It, it it's what, beautiful. It what, is. What makes it negative in our world? Um. Well, that's what I was fixing to get into. Right. Is that a lot of people, and Sarah, I, I'm I'm definitely not. I'm splitting hairs with what I'm saying. I, I agreed with everything you said, but I think that there's a sense of a sensibility or a sense that somebody would say like a woman, well, if I could find a man that would do that, I would submit. Well, I mean, the guys could say, well, if I found me a girl that would submit, I would do this. And so I think the key to it is being who God made you to be and quit waiting on somebody else else to do (laughs) it. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing is we're so worried about what other people are doing that we're not worried about what we're doing. And yeah, and that's the only thing you do. can fix and change oh, and work on. You can only what control your heart. Yeah. That's it. When you were first talking, Mitch, you were talking about taking and giving, and I wrote it down because I wanted to come back to it. And then I put equals, I meant to write good relationship, but it, it came out God relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that that's, that's really what it is. You know, it's yeah. that, oh, yeah. thank you. I it's think, that mutual love yeah. and respect that would warrant someone submitting and allowing the the man in the relationship to lead. And at the same time, that man should love and adore and mm-hmm. cherish and mm-hmm. just want to care for mm-hmm. his spouse. Right. And, and I, I, I'm reminded of the, I mean, uh, one of Billy Graham's sermons when he says that, he says, what, what does it, what does it take to, for two people to have a great marriage? And he says two forgivers. That's it. Yeah, Yeah. there's got to be a lot of grace. Yeah, a lot of grace. Yeah, I can tell you from my experience. um, And this is any relationship, not just marriages. Well, right. When because Kathy and I have struggled mightily in our marriage, and and uh, I used to pray that God would change her, and she used to pray that God would change me, and nothing was happening. But all of a sudden, when we started praying... You know, it, doesn't it suck when God just takes a day off? Yeah. And just, yeah. Does, isn't listening? I can't stand it when God doesn't listen to me. Right? Come on. Yeah. I'm smarter than you. But <laughs> Absolutely. And when, But it, it all changed when, when we, we started praying. I started praying that God would change me and help me to grow to be the leader that she needed me to be. And she started praying that God would change her and soften her heart and, and so that she could give me some grace and mercy. Because of all the hurt, you know, past hurts coming up in the past, we 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 hadn't forgiven each other. Right. We weren't forgiving each other. Right. We were remembering all that. Crap. You're carrying all that baggage around <laughs> yeah. and opening it up. You were so to answer your day. question, the guy who checks all the boxes, I didn't check any of them. Yeah. But my wife yeah. now sees me trying to grow. Yeah. And trying to become a leader, and I'm not perfect by any stretch. Right. But but she sees that 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 uh, effort, and it's enough for her, mm-hmm. because because. Uh, she knows things are just going to get better and better and better, and we're in a way better place. And and uh, all she wanted was for me to see her and notice her, and and allow her to do her role. And and me submitting to her um, allowed us to be equally yoked for the first time. Mm-hmm. Because even though the man's the leader, the woman's just as important. Right. In in the in in the relationship, it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah, it isn't good. And uh, so things have changed. And and. It's not that we still don't struggle. It's that I, I think in our marriage, um, the we are very forgiving, and and it just has to be that way. Yeah. And so the submission thing has gotten to be, I think, less of a big deal. Yeah. You know, I read a book, and I know somebody could call in and tell us what it was. I'm not going to look it up on the internet or anything, but it was a cool book because it was. I found out about the book when um, our good friend Ben Stiegelmeyer. Mm-hmm. I went and spoke at his college. Uh, ben was kind of our first intern, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, he just wanted a place to serve. He really wasn't an intern. You know, he just said, hey, I've got a couple of weeks and I want to go do something for somebody. Can I come do something for you? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the dude could build like three miles of fence a day by himself. Yeah. He was, 
Yeah, he was a worker. It, yeah, he 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 was he was phenomenal. But anyway, there was this book, and it was written by two twin brothers. And before they were eighteen years old, they were interning at the Alabama Supreme Court. Mm. You want to know why they were doing that? Because people will live up to those expectations. Like they they nobody said you're just a kid. You can't do that. You can do this if you want to. They went and did. Not only did they do it, but they they wrote a book and the whole book was we are capable as teenagers of so much more than y'all give us credit for you know i mean back in jesus's day man when you were 10 years old you were working in the fields mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, well, and stuff like that yeah. and that's too. a cowboy way yeah. but i think the deal with uh with relationships especially marriage is being told that it's okay to to be a man that, that there's nothing wrong with that. That's who God made us to be. And it's equally as beautiful to be a woman, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, you know, we always want what we don't have, you know? And, you know, believe it or not, everybody's like, well, you know, especially in marriage, well, I don't want to submit to nobody. I want to be the leader and tell people what to do. That is so far from... <laughs> Get ready to be miserable. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I think yeah. that the leader of a Christian household is this. Our job as men is not to tell people what to do. As a matter of fact, no. we don't know most of what's going on. <laughs> no, we don't. We have no right <laughs> to tell anybody what to do. We don't know what to do, where to do it, how to do it, and we're yeah. damn sure not going to do it good enough. We don't know. We don't even know what to do. So who are we going to tell something to do? <laughs> we have to ask where the bathroom is. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And, and to put and to put the seat, seat up. go in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there we go. Um, now I forgot what I was going to say. It's we don't Im- know what we're doing. It's Im- yeah. We don't we know, know what, what we, we we don't know what we're doing either. Our jobs as leaders <laughs> is to be the spiritual leader in the house, to lead our family down the paths of righteousness, to remind mm-hmm. of faith, to teach trust, to love. First, <laughs> yes, right. That's that's the leadership that God wants out of us. Not telling somebody what to do, and no. well, we're gonna get the white truck instead right, of right. the blue yeah. car. That's I'd, stupid. I would love to that not have to so make those Im- decisions. Yes, that is so immature. But that's what I was fixing to go with. Yeah. Most men that are true leaders, you want to know what they want out of life to relax. They don't want to make a decision. They want to just come home. I mean, we've been making decisions all day long. I mean, you know, and and nobody knows about them. You know, mm-hmm. do I do I go ahead and pull that yearling in and do something with him right now, preventative, or maybe he'll get better? I mean, you have to make ten thousand decisions that mm-hmm. don't just affect you; they affect the ranch, that affects the yeah. save the cowboy, that affects mm-hmm. the beef giveaway, that affects a hungry family, that affects a kid somewhere. It does. So you don't want to make a decision anymore. I'd be happy to not make <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go home and stare at the wall. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> My nothing. Box. Absolutely. Yeah. But but once we get out of the marriage aspect of it, what about other relationships like friends mm-hmm. of forgiving? And um, you know, how many times do we forgive? And I think that the bad thing about it is, I think forgiveness has been equated with changing your mind about what happened. Like, and, like, or like saying it's okay, right? Yeah. You know, if yeah. some, if somebody, um, you know, sexually abuses your child, mm-hmm. forgiveness isn't doesn't mean, you know what, yeah. you know what, I'm I'm not mad at him anymore. It, it's okay that he touched my child. No, that's no. not forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you are going to renew the relationship to the standard that it was before. Mm-hmm. Man, when something's broken, it doesn't go back together the same, right? Right. So it's not saying that now you're suddenly cool with what happened. Right. You'll never be cool with what happened. Right. And you know what? You'll never forget that it happened, you know? So it doesn't, but it's also not a pardon for right. the, for the person right. being forgiven. Right. It's not a pardon. That does not, ex- you know, if, if somebody, you can forgive them and still send them to jail. You can forgive them and still still let them be be prosecuted. Yes, it is not a release of consequences and it is not a renewal of the relationship. What forgiveness is, is 
It's the ability to no longer be put in a prison by somebody else's actions. Mm-hmm. I, 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 can't, I can't live because, you know, I, I think the, the truest form of forgiveness is when you forgive somebody that was never sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if but you it, can forgive somebody that's never sorry, what about when they're not thankful for something that you do also? Mm-hmm. I mean, do it's do, pretty much the same thing. Isn't it though? It, is. it really yeah. is. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't say thank yeah. you and I did that. So yeah. it, it, it almost makes more of a division when they don't say thank you than when they're not sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's nothing, there's nothing in, in there. Yeah. I mean, if you can't do so, if you are not willing to do something and never receive anything from it, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. And that's fine if you don't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it'll bother you a lot more than it'll bother anybody else. Yeah. And something I've been trying to really live by is, is if, if you have a certain amount of expectations, you better have the same amount of grace. Mm. But, but would you really have that many expectations if you had that much grace? No, you wouldn't. Right. And that's exactly why I <laughs> yeah, say it. Because right. yep. it humbles me of, and it lays down my pride of saying, uh-huh. <laughs> what makes you so special? Right. But isn't it, isn't it true that you have to have thick skin to have a soft heart? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what I told my friend this morning. Because he's a great guy. Yeah. He's in, he, yeah. he is in one of those where he does things for people that nobody knows about. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> well, and, I, I know yep. about, I mean, he's a mentor for my son. And, right. And, and a wonderful mentor. And uh, so <clears throat> I, I know what, I know his heart. Sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of another like lesson in that is if you know somebody's actively following Christ like that and they're helping people and you get mad at them for something that they didn't do for you, <laughs> can't right. you give them the benefit of the doubt? Cause like, man, they're, they're, they're helping people. Just you're just so self righteous that it has to be you, right? Right. And you get so caught up in yourself of of why? Well, they're doing that for others. Why aren't they doing it for me? And you're just in that taker mentality. I was gonna say, what's coming out of your mouth is yeah. is like the selfishness. Yeah. And if yeah. you're giving yeah. to receive thanks, gratitude, applause, recognition, yeah. right? And is I'll it the, genuine? I'll be, I'll be the first one to admit it that I am that person. Well, what, I'm selfish. What, what, well, we all, all are to time. an extent. Right. Right. What's the definition of a gift? Oh, I'm going to go back to childhood so, here. So, so, so <laughs> here's the deal. I mean, some people give gifts with the expectation of getting one back. That's right. Covert contracts. Okay. Covert contracts. But what's, what's the biblical? Oh. No greater love. Explanation of a gift. It, it's freely given with, mm-hmm. no, with no expectation. That's how we give away our beef. Right. We give it with no expectation. Do you know so, what else we do so with if, that, though? So if we're giving, if we're truly giving, is it a gift or is it a covert contract? Right. See, we give beef without any covert contracts. Right. And we've had, we've had ministry people like get mad because they're like, well, y'all should be like presenting the gospel and everything. <laughs> yeah. Now we're just giving them, yeah. we're not giving them fish, we're giving them beef. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are presenting the gospel. We it's are. not the way you want it to be. Right. Exactly. Right. And, um, you know, a gift is a, a true gift is freely given. But, you know, I have to tell people in ministry, we receive your donation as a gift without contract or obligation. Right. And if you're not willing to give us a gift without contract or obligation, then don't give it. Now, if you want to have a say where your money goes, then we can talk about that. And you can you know, allocate where your funds go, but that's where they go. Not how we do it. And we might say no, mm-hmm. because if, if you say, you know, I mean, Hey, I want to, I want to uh, give you $10,000 to start a wig factory. I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Me and Ty are going to say Ty's yes. Excited. Rugs all around. Guys. <laughs> but you know what I mean? We, we just have to tell people, no, that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not what we're going to do. I mean, th- it doesn't fit into our mission. Right. And, and you know what? I mean, I've, I've literally turned down $10,000 donations mm-hmm. because they said, well, if you do this, you have to do this and this and this. I said, you know what? No, no. no. And they're like, you're not willing to do that. And I was like, you know what? I was willing to do that until you told me I had to. Yeah. And now I don't think it's a gift anymore. I yeah. think it's, 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 I am not going to feed your pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, exactly. I'm I think, not going to do pride. it. I think when we say yes to serving somebody, to helping, we, we might have to sit there and think in our mind, 
am I thinking this is a gift or am I thinking this is a trade or am I thinking this is a segue into a business relationship mm-hmm. or whatever? And cause then we won't be disappointed. You know what I told my wife recently? I did something for her and she said, thank you. And I asked her to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I don't think I can. And I said, I'm not asking it for you. I'm asking it yeah. for me because I want to get into a habit right. of doing amazing things without the expectation of getting something in return. Now I know she's thankful and that's why I asked her to be that person. And you know what she's done? Exactly what I asked her to do and ask me how many times in the beginning I thought about it a lot. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't think I like that. Stop telling me. Thank you. For Stop stuff. telling me. Thank you for <laughs> stuff that I gave yeah. you as a gift. You don't say thank you in other ways. Yeah. I don't know that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying thank right, you. Of course right, not. You know, right. we, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Bible tells us to be grateful. Sure. And an empty thank you is no good. That's mm-hmm. right. But, you know, a, a, a heartfelt thank you. Yeah. But, but I mean, like seriously, and I'm even thinking about this in my own life of saying thank you to others is, man, Ty, I appreciate you, man. All right, man. We'll see you later. Yeah. Or whatever. What if I just went and got you one day and said, "I want to take you out to eat. Let's go." Yeah. I just want. I just want to say thank you for mm-hmm. all that you do in my life. Sure. I, I don't tell you every day thank you for what you do, but I am appreciative of you, and I'm wanting to show it right now. <laughs> well, and we, you know, you, know? We, you and I talked about that early sure. on. I'm like, sure. I, Kevin, I don't need an attaboy from you every day. Right. right. I said, but sometimes I just, I just need to know that, yeah. that, that I'm appreciated or I'm needed or right. Or, right. or whatever. Every now and then. And that's good enough for me. That's how and, I am. And I'm like you. I don't need the thank you every time. Mm-hmm. But occasionally. A well-timed thank yeah. you is a lot better yes. than just a, hey, man, appreciate you. See you later. And, and Thanks. That, and that's one of those things in ministry where you need the, that, that deeper, uplifting, mm-hmm. the, the knowledge. That's what keeps us going. And un- unfortunately, though, unfortunately, a lot of Christianity, people quit churches because somebody did not pat them on the back every single second of every single day. And we did not name a fictional fellowship hall after them (laughs) because they brought donuts. Yeah. I think, (laughs) I mean, I mean that that's sad, but it's true. I think it's one of the biggest reasons people leave is because they don't feel appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, And once again, that there's two responsibilities in there, but, but at the same time, man, we're all ministers. Yes, and, and that's what I want to tell them. It's not, it's not just the leadership of the church that that is be, beholden to, to to the Bible. It's right. everybody. It's everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're all ministers, and uh-huh. we are just stumbling around here, saying we're we're going to go ahead and try to lead this thing. We're going to lead this ragtag bunch of misfits, and so every. I mean, I I that's one of the harder things for me is that delineation of, well, you've chosen to go into ministry, so, so you have to do this and this and this and this, but, that, but, but I didn't, I'm not right. called to be in ministry, right? so I'm exempt from all of that. Yes, yes. And that, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, and I actually, early on, I had a sermon that um, it's not my job to be a Christian for you. Mm-hmm. 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 It is not my job to be a Christian for you. And, and I, have, I have to, I have to, Okay, I, I'm going to let everybody listening to this on a little inside track of what it's like to be a, a pastor is, <laughs> number one, I am not a counselor. As a matter of fact, I'm a rub some dirt on it, and I'm a, man, that sucks. I hope it gets better. Now, and I, and I can tell you what the Bible says about it, <laughs> you know, and everything, but I'm not a counselor. And one time I told somebody, I was like, listen, that is not my gift. My gift is not counseling, number one. And they said, well, that's okay. And I said, no, it's not okay because you need some professional help. And they looked at me and they said, I don't have to pay you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to pay you. Well, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's lots of people that yeah. use the cowboy crew because they don't have to pay us. That's right. That's right. But that's one of those big lots of, of uh, you know. How 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 do you treat that person? I just I treat I treated them exactly the same way. I will always meet with them once. I tell I listen to their problem. I tell them what the Bible says about it, and if they need any further help after that, then they need to seek it professionally because that's the limit of my. 
profession, and I'm not a counselor. I mean, you have to be trained for that. I mean, you're jacking with somebody's mind a little bit. I mean, you're not going to, you know, you don't really need to call a a banker that's never been on a on a horse to come doctor your yeah. bull for you in the pasture. You know, you right. just don't do it. And I mean, he can come out and take some pictures of it, and that's about yeah. all I do. On a on, too. a on a side note, we were talking to Steve Gordon on the way to the airport in California, coming from California the other day, and he was talking about um, asking advice from people. And he was like, "People will give you two types of advice or three types of advice. The first type is they they come from the people who don't want to see you win." So they will tell you anything opposite of what you need to do because they don't want to see you win. Right. The second type of people will tell you something based on their fears. Mm. They want you to do that thing that they were afraid to do. So if it doesn't work out, they can say, see, aha, I, didn't, I told you it didn't work. Now I don't, now I didn't ruin my life. Just ruined yours. Or there's a third type of person that just wants to see you do better. Mm-hmm. And so there's three things to take into, in, into mind just whenever you do ask somebody for advice on that stuff. So yeah. It's just a side note, not the whole thing. So Ty, how do you, uh, how have you learned, if at all, and that, that's not a criticism, it's not a criticism, <laughs> if at all, probably accurate. what have you learned about Christian boundaries? Is there a such thing as a Christian boundary? Oh, because, yeah. because we're supposed to love unconditionally, we're supposed to forgive 70 times 7, which means you just, you don't even count it, you just keep yeah. forgiving, right? So is there a call for Christian boundaries? Absolutely. Um just throwing the word Christian in front of something doesn't <laughs> doesn't make it to where it, it's we're human we're human we're not Christ right uh, Jesus but what would Jesus, Jesus had no boundaries do? G- G- what would he'd Jesus flip a do? table yeah. that's what he'd do yeah he'd flip a table he told people no yeah G- give me some examples can you mm, when the people so so he fed five thousand people uh huh and then the next morning uh, went across the he lake went across the lake and they all wanted to come with him and he said. Well, no, they, they he, did come. Well, they did. Yeah, they did. And, and what did he tell them? And he said, no. He said, you only followed me here because I fed you. So right. I gave you a fish, and, and you think you're going to get breakfast out of me now. Right. And, and he said, that's, that's not what I, why I'm here. <laughs> and, and so we can do the same thing. Right. That's not why I'm here. Right. That, that's not why I'm a Christian leader, to, to just support your habits or support your addictions or you know your need for someone to you know basically be a doormat yeah in a lot yeah. of ways that's not why i'm here yeah well and i and i think a lot of times we have to understand that a lot of times what jesus did for people is something that they couldn't do for themselves well paul, paul begged him to to take his thorn in the side and he yeah. still said no and jesus said no. said no he said that's not that's not why i'm here right once again that's yeah. not my purpose right and so for if, you, for you, for you. Right. Yeah. And so if we know our purpose and we know, uh, our gifts and we know, like, like you just said, I'm not gifted in counseling. Right. So I have to say no. Yes. You said you have to say yes. no in that situation. Right. That, that correct. Is, that is, yeah. That <laughs> yes. Is no, not, correct. Wrong. Yeah. That is not what, <laughs> what, what my purpose is. Right. My purpose is your purpose is to encourage and evangelize and give hope and mm-hmm. and, and be, tell the truth about God's word. Right. Um, there's other people out there who are gifted in counseling. Amen. Yeah. And they're and, really, really good at it. And they're going right. to do way better mm-hmm. than you would. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think Jesus ever said no without an explanation. But that's yeah. how I felt mm-hmm. when they said, I don't have to pay you, right. though. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what the, the bad thing about it was? They weren't being ugly. Yeah. That's truly how they felt. Yeah. I, that's but, so sad. But, They're putting but, a price tag on their emotional I don't well-being. have to pay yeah. you, but, but really what it was is it's your job to fix my problems. Mm. Mm. It's your job to get on my bronc. <laughs> right. Yeah. You ride my bronc. You ride my bronc. And I think yeah. that a lot of times, are, are we really helping people? Or are we just making their lives a little bit easier by doing something that they should do themselves? Mm. Enabling. Jesus never enabled anyone. <laughs> now, and I have a question, too, and this is just something to ponder. Um, I remember when and we, me and Ty have had this conversation a lot, uh, and you just said it earlier in this podcast about Kathy accepting you because of your effort to get better. 
is there a boundary around that? Like with somebody, like with somebody else, like if you see somebody trying to get better, but they keep making the same mistake, do you keep on loving them in that way? And obviously you can call them out on it and like, not, not in a bad way, but you say, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ride this wrong for you. You have to ride this wrong for you. But at what point do you say enough is enough in that, ask, in that, in that situation? I don't, Oh no, you go. You I, go. I was going to say, I don't think love fully comes into play in that or that's the only thing because you can continue to love them Mm -hmm. and not allow their behaviors to come into your life Mm -hmm. you could cut them out of your life if you need to and still love them Mm -hmm. so i don't think that's a key aspect in it Mm -hmm. and cutting them out and stopping the enabling of them i think is an act of love Mm -hmm. like if that's what they need Mm -hmm. so well yeah sometimes the greatest form of love is saying no yeah it's like that with a child Mm-hmm. You want to hear my shallow answer mm-hmm. when it breaks your heart to do so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, you can say no and it should break your heart. This is something, but, gonna, but that's just, I yeah, mean, like, you yeah. know, you've reached that right. point when you know it's the right decision right. and you know, it's <laughs> going to break your heart to say yeah. it. I'm going to say something that you've preached on forever. And it's something that I've fell short in and that I've, I've just now realized is, well, now the only thing we can do is pray about it. <laughs> why wasn't i doing that at first amen mm-hmm. amen and so sometimes that's kind of what i'm coming to the conclusion of on, on some of the situations in my life is maybe i do just need to cut them out to a certain degree and just keep praying for them. not praying for them to change maybe praying for them to change and praying for me to understand them or, or just praying for discernment on what the situation is and what's needed when i don't know, when i've been in relationships where i'm praying and I keep going back to what you said, Ty, is you were praying for her to change. She was praying for you to change. How do we know that what we think is right? Right. You know, we don't. Like Mm -hmm. God has his own plan for somebody's life. He had something in mind when he created them. Um, I forgot where I was. I need to wait for the lazy Susan to come back on that one. Well, well, Kathy doesn't need to change who she is. Right. We had this conversation the other day. I don't need to change who God made me to be. I, I've quit using that word change mm-hmm. and, and Kathy's helped me with this and turned it into grow. I like that. God, God yeah. made it. God made us who we are, but he didn't make us to stay, stay stagnant for exactly. the rest of our life. He's, he's asked us to grow in him mm-hmm. and grow in our faith and grow in our knowledge and grow in our love and grow in our forgiveness and our grace and mercy mm-hmm. and get better at that. Right. Yeah. And that, I think that's the, the theme around the table here today is that struggle of, of, us helping people that we don't see them trying to help themselves maybe sometimes or, or trying to grow like that. Or, mm-hmm. and, and how long do you hang in there? That, right. You right. Know, and I mean, I think there's certainly times when it, when you got to let somebody sink or swim. And in those situations, the one that you're battling with now, Mitch, I mean, if they're drowning, do you jump in? Uh, do they need to learn to <laughs> swim? Do they need, I mean, right. sometimes, there comes a point in I think everybody's life where you have to take control and you have to be accountable for your own decisions and your own actions. Nobody can make you grow up. Nobody can make you grow in your relationship with God. That's up to you. Well, and there's a question in that too, is if there's a potential, there's always a, a certain amount of potential in a relationship. I think that, that there is right. Sure. And once it reaches that certain potential, maybe that's just the full potential. And we, and we see the potential as more. Mm. Oh, that goes back to expectations, mm. yes. Yes. putting mm. expectations mm-hmm. on things. Yeah. And so, and so what do you do once it reaches that full potential? Yeah. Well, I mean, how would you know? Number <laughs> right. one, how that's you know? it. Yeah. But, right. you know, and I think that, I think the only thing for sure we can say about all this is it's not algorithmic. No, there no, is not, there's not, not, there's not a no. formula that we can say, right. okay, if you do this and this and this, <laughs> it's gonna equal success. Then, then you, yes, then you will have the right answer. Right. That's not, you know. And I posted something. Uh, my mentor, uh, Ralph Hager, sent me this, and it said an old rancher in the latter stages of Alzheimer's was still living in his ranch and taking care of his cattle, but losing the battle. This was one of his thoughts that was he wanted wrote down on the board in the office that he would never forget: living the good life is knowing God. Wisdom is the ability to see and interpret things through God's eyes. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy that's losing everything that yeah. he ever remembered, and that's what he wants to remember. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. a wise man. Yes. Yeah. That's a wise man. And when we, we need wisdom, mm-hmm. 
to make those decisions mm -hmm. and that wisdom i i mean i'm going to read it again just and i don't know yeah, who wrote yeah, it, read it again. wisdom is the ability to see and interpret things through god's eyes yeah god has boundaries yep mm -hmm. and what if you can't see it through god's eyes then i don't know that you're qualified to be helping number one or making the decision <laughs> well and it goes back to right. oh yeah you, i mean that's, you yeah. need to work and, on yourself and maybe that's what you pray well i mean yeah. instead maybe, of praying for them to change or praying for this pray for that pray say, for the ability God, maybe, I, I need the wisdom maybe he to, didn't ask you to mm -hmm. that's and, what i was and that might be yeah, the wisdom yeah, yeah. through god's yeah. eyes is saying hey i'm not qualified yeah. and and hey this isn't you know you, I'm, god's not asking us to fix them or He's just maybe maybe saying we need to just sit there quietly mm -hmm. and keep. I our think mouth that shut. goes back to that burnout thing that we were mm -hmm. talking about, and I preached on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. I keep coming back to this question, and I ask myself that all the time when I reach that point of anxiety and, and just pissed offness, in lack of a better terms. Right. Is can't you see all that I'm doing? <laughs> I say that to God. I say that to God, and I say that to people, and both yeah. times it comes back to bite me in the ass. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every, Every time. time. Because it's about self. It is. Yeah. It's, it's always going to. It's not wisdom to God's I, eyes. And then I have to go back and apologize. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's growth. That puts, <laughs> growth. That puts it's, hair it's on your face. It's yeah. an OTG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an OTG. <laughs> oh. What else, Sarah? Mm. I was going to say when it comes to praying for people um, in my marriage, I like you, Ty, I was praying for God to change him. And then my prayers did switch to make me the woman that you created me to be. Make me the wife that you created me to be. Do whatever you need to do with him. And that's it. And, that, and I think when I come across people I don't who are having an issue and you need to pray for them or you feel that urge to pray for them and you don't know what to pray I just add, ask God to do his will in their life. And it, that doesn't mean that they're changing or opening their eyes. I mean, he knows. We don't. Mm -hmm. How many times do we want to control it? Mm -hmm. Because I'm that way. Like, I, I just want to control the whole thing to make it good. Yeah. And make it better. But, yeah, but it's like, not on me. Like, I don't it, like conflict, yeah. so I want it to be resolved. Like, like now. Like, like right like, now. Mm -hmm. And I, and I yeah. want it to be perfect right now. But, but other, people, we, <laughs> other people don't see it the same way as us a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. Me, me and Ty are the same. Well, you, I think you are too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe all yeah. four of us. Maybe we all have the fixer mentality. That we it's we be do fixed have that, but I think that we're all the type that we try to avoid conflict as much as we can because there's only two modes: we're either going to hug each other or punch each that's other right. in the face. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and, Wait, and, I'm, and I'm cool with either. Of yeah. Yeah. And, we have to throw a third because I am the only female here. You have to add crying in there because well, yeah. I'm going to. Well, I was talking I about this. Yeah, yeah, I may cry yeah. while I punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> because my, I just broke my hand again. I hate you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for me, that conflict really brings on anxiety in me. And, yeah. And I want to fix it quick. Yes. Mm -hmm. like well, the fit, faster I can fix it, the the sooner I can run. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I, I get the hell right. out of here. It's, like, yes. cut, it's yes. like cutting yeah. your hand and you feel the pain. What do you want to do once you feel the pain? Once you cut your hand, you just want it to go away. Yeah. 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 And that's and I think we're we're all in that sort of same type of way, and we're probably the only ones like that, just in this room, that we just want things to go away quick. But mm -hmm. but in that, in everything that we're talking about. I think that there's a mentality that that there's always an either or. You know what I mean? Right. Like I spent my life fighting, fist fighting, kicking. You know, I mean, like I, I was just one of those kids that, like, if if you said something I didn't like, I was going to tell you about it mm -hmm. while I was punching you in the <laughs> face about it because you were going to remember that I didn't like it. Right. And the sad fact is, I basically only won like one fight in my entire life because I'm not a very good fighter, but it wasn't about winning to me. It was the reckoning, right. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to be that way right. anymore. So how do you handle right. all of this stuff, relationships and stuff? What about when it's within side of you? Mm -hmm. Because I battle with myself, everything that we've been talking about. I, I like beat myself <laughs> yeah. up over. I mean, nobody knew this. Well, y'all all knew it in this room, but I'm the most unorganized person in the world. And I was so proud. Yes. I was so proud because um, I brought all this podcasting equipment, <laughs> bought it all. And then Sarah had a uh, nice little carry case for it. And we put it all in there really, really nice. And then 
I am the one that like sound engine. I'm the sound engineer for everything. Well, it's just a little SD card. So I went down to the basement where I keep this and I took this out of the box and I took this, the SD card out. And in my, because of who I am, I set it on the shelf instead of putting it back in the box. And I was so proud of myself this morning because I remembered to go to my computer where that SD card was <laughs> and I pulled it out and I put it in my pocket and I went and got the little podcasting deal and I drove all the way over here just as proud as a peacock, <laughs> unloaded all of this shit <laughs> and the damn podcasting, the main, the main thing wasn't in there and I had to drive an hour to go get it. 30 minutes, I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. An hour drive. How does that make you feel? I was devastated. <laughs> I will tell you how I feel. I was hey, that devastated. Worked. And that worked. the Bible? <laughs> he missed uh, that part of our conversation. I, I know, but we had to get a laugh. I know. I don't know what y'all are talking about. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, I was, I was just, I was devastated on the way over there, and you know, I why? Mean, why? Yeah, why? Yeah. Because I tried so hard. Yeah. I mean, like, I was proud of myself for remembering everything. And get this. While I was there, I was like, you know what? I'm going to change clothes. Because I was in my workout gear beforehand, and it's snowing here now. And I was in a pair of shorts. So I put everything on, went and got in my truck, and started to drive off without the deal. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I had to go back in and get it. I had already started my truck. You know what's funny? That's not your gift, Kevin. It's it's not. You know what's funny? None of us cared that you No, I no. know. I yeah. know. And I know none of y'all cared. But what I'm asking is, it's not about whether y'all cared or not. How do you deal with the conflict with yourself? Because I was mad at myself. Should I just give myself a break? Should I, you know, should I work on it? You know, I mean, and somebody says, well, write it down. <laughs> you, you can't forget. You can't I don't remember even where have you wrote a it. pen. <laughs> I mean, I can only do so much that's, with no, you. Like no, that's true. I can't put it in the car for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, and that's why I can't I have make the you conflict. read the note. Right. Exactly. And so in you the, know, in the grand scheme of things, no, it doesn't matter. But my Mm-mm. question is this: It's not about forgetting something. How do you deal with the conflict within yourself? Do you have boundaries with yourself? Do you mm-hmm. give yourself grace? Mm-hmm. Are you enabling yourself? Remember the question, the conversation we had, uh-huh. Kevin. Uh-huh. We don't want about confronting people. Uh-huh. Did, did they make one mistake, or are they living in it? Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. Did I make one mistake? Well, I'm living in this one, Minch. Thanks he's, for yeah. he's thanks been for, living for, in it for as long as I've known. Thanks for pro- <laughs> pointing that out. <laughs> but, but it's one of those things that makes you who you are. It, it is. It, it you is. Know, Kevin, it, it just. It know. is. And I, I beat myself up about the time it took me to get to the truck. And I, and, I, and I really wasn't beating myself up. I was just like, Sarah's got stuff to do. Um, I've got stuff to do today. And, you know, and I know y'all got, st- I'm just, I know y'all got stuff mm-hmm. to do. I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I know what mine and Sarah's is. And I just put it back. <laughs> yeah. I just took an hour away from y'all. That's and okay. and, and, I, and I know the- that that's okay <laughs> and everything, but it, it just is. It just is what it is. And I know that it's something that, that you struggle with personally. It is. It is. And it is. And I don't necessarily, I give myself a break, but I don't try to make excuses. I can get better. You can. Mm -hmm. But Kevin, I look at it from a intention point of view. Yeah. You have no intentions of wasting our time. No. No. There's no malice in anything. There's no, you you forgot it. Yeah. I have a friend that's like that and they, uh, they brag about treating people bad. Ew. Oh no. Or talking bad to people. Well, I'm just rough and tough, and you just have to deal with it. Ooh, I do not. Yeah. And and that breaks not my fair. heart. Yeah. And yeah. so and so that's to see somebody that's such a coward yeah. to say mm-hmm. something like that because that's what that is. That's oh, all fear. It's, well, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, yeah. it's putting up walls of. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I'm not gonna let you. Sh- I'm not gonna show you that I actually have a heart. That's and too I'm not bad. gonna show you that uh, they're they're more worried about showing how imperfect they are instead of showing somebody how loving they can be. Yeah. That's... And 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 that's. That's another question of, you know, and, and I've called him out on it. Don't be afraid of. No, yeah, I'm, that, not, that's what, I'm no, not afraid. No, of, I'm, I'm, I'm no, making an I wasn't, example I wasn't that. talking yeah. to you. Yeah. I yeah. was talking to them. Yeah. Hey, why are you talking to somebody like that? You don't have to be afraid of them. Yeah. I ain't afraid of shit. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. You <laughs> you're, 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 you're <laughs> oozing it right now. You're so scared you yeah. can't even think right. to do nothing except be mean so that, <clears throat> so that you can hide behind that. And you know what the saddest thing is? What? And especially in those situations. Is not only will you you will never experience loving someone 
and you will never experience being loved. That's that right. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's what breaks my heart. And and I just want to go in and like fix them because I've been that person, and I know how miserable that is to be that way. Mm-hmm. But that's I can't ride your bronc for you. Yep. And and that's what I've been struggling with a lot here lately with them specifically is is you know what how much do I stay there and or do I just take a step back and every time they come to me I'm encouraging and positive or do I just sit there and have a conversation with them all day and love on them. But I, I don't know. I think I'm kind of trying to, I've, I've found out that if I'm constantly loving on them and appreciating them, then it doesn't really mean that much. If you're constantly telling them that. Well, you're, we have to, we have to maybe it's define what loving the, on them the, is. It's the thank you thing. Sometimes well, lo- loving on them is tough love. Yeah. Right. And it, right. it sounds like it also goes back to boundaries, well, setting those boundaries. And right. yes, you should always love right. on them, but it doesn't mean that your door is always unlocked right. for well, them. And that's the thing is, is, and I don't mean cutting loving, them out. Loving on them? Indefinitely, but... Loving on them can mean confronting them. Absolutely. But, but I've had, like, for horses, for example, I've had horses that I just would have beat on them. <laughs> it would have made it worse. Right. Mm. And I did that. Right. My gray horse, for example, I beat on him and beat on him and beat on him. You're going to get this, by God. But when I started encouraging him, he got better. And people are the same way. Like, you have to find mm-hmm. that balance of do they just need some tough love? Mm-hmm. Or has everybody else just given them tough love so they're guarded that way it, that they just need encouraged? Didn't we just talk about wisdom through the eyes of God? It, mm-hmm. And it is so tough. It, it's a it's a call. It's and a you have ministry a, is a series of you got to make a call, right? Yeah. As, as far as the decision, you yeah. like in that moment, you you've well, got to you've got to decide. Yeah. It's not just ministry; it's life. You know? Yeah, it's and, like in your marriages. It's yeah, like in in any relationship. And we're all you know, Kevin and I have talked about how hard it is for us to make decisions. Used to be. Yes. Not so much anymore be- because we don't want to make the wrong one. We don't want to, you know, and, and devastate someone's life. Right. And, and that's selfish because we think that we have the power to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, where God's got it and you make the best call you can make at that moment with yeah. what you have, with the wisdom yep. and, you know, whatever that is. Maybe it's, maybe it is putting that decision off and saying, okay, I got to I got to get maybe some and I think uh, I got to get some help. I think the biggest thing I've learned is it doesn't have to be right now all the time. Well, that's what I was fixing. It that was yeah. going to be my final thought because we're right at an hour right okay. now. So, um, but my thought something one tool that I have learned in all of this that we're talking about is not to be rash one way or another. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need to sit back and see how things are going to play out before you before right. you before right. you make anything. Right. And like you know, in ministry, you know, all of a sudden, like if if uh you know ty is 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 mad at sarah you know over mm-hmm. something you know used to oh i would be like oh my gosh i'm fixing to lose because yeah. usually in yeah. ministry when there's conflict yeah. you don't lose one you lose two or right. more right. Mm. right a divorce <laughs> most of the time in a church you don't lose one you yes. lose both and more, or more because you lose their side mm-hmm. and her side mm-hmm. and um it, it, it's just bad but now i just I've taken the stance that, you know, unless I really have to step in, I'm not going to mm-hmm. because, and I kind of learned that I, I had a really, even, even, I if, had even good, if those people are like your small circle. Uh, yeah. To an extent. Yes. Mm-hmm. To an extent. Now, now once again, uh, you know, if your horse is bucking, I'm going to let you ride it, right. but I'm still there. Right. <laughs> right. I'm still there just in case something happens. Right. You know, I, I'm still going to, I haven't abandoned you, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go jerk you off your horse and ride it for you. Right. This is, you, you kind of right. got yourself in this wreck. Right. Some, somehow, <laughs> some way. Yeah. And, and even if you didn't, guess what? It still landed in your lap. Yeah. Then, then deal with it. And I think it goes back to allowing people to come to the right decision on their yeah. own. Yeah. I think that's my biggest problem is what if they don't? And I want to control to make sure they do. <laughs> That's my biggest problem. And you can't. Right. You got to let and it go. Can't. And I know that. Yeah. But like, that is my, my biggest problem. And, and like, well, it goes back to like what, what breaks your heart. Yes. Like that's a big reason why I went into ministry is, is seeing those people that are going down that road that never, they never, never come off they of it. They never get off of it. Right. And that breaks my heart. And I want to get them off that road right. at all costs. Then I end up burning a bridge with them because I have. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't get I've, them off the road. You I've, just. I sabotage their road. I donkey jawed them. <laughs> you donkey jawed yeah. them. I get to a point where it's all nice and loving yes. and graceful until I'm yes. not. He's, <laughs> the one, he's the one that blows up the bridge. I guarantee I am. And I know it's not right. I know it's not right. 
<laughs> but I'm working on it. That's yes. how it makes me feel, yes. Sarah. Yeah, and, and, and I <laughs> <Thank> think <you. laughs> that's really how it makes me feel. I think that that's one thing that that we can do is avoid the rash um feeling inside of us that that we have to make a decision and right a now a knee-jerk reaction yeah a knee-jerk like yeah. oh what they need right now is this yeah. you know and i i kind of wrote somewhere somehow sometime i said you know when you don't want to do something is when you should do it mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes you don't want to keep your mouth shut mm-hmm. but that's when you should <laughs> but and I, and and you can be what, what what happens when you're stuck in that thing of should i say something or should I step back? Because you feel like you should stay something, but you also feel like you should step back. See what happens. See what yeah. happens. See what happens. You know, because I mean, I wonder how many times I used to work for a prison system and I was the bronc rider out there because they don't want, <laughs> they, yeah. you really shouldn't get bucked off a horse with a gun on in yeah. front of 400 convicted <laughs> yeah. felons. Yeah. So they usually put the little scrawny uh, bronc rider <laughs> yeah. on there and that, that was me. <laughs> wasn't that great at it but i never came off mm-hmm. never came off and um lots of bucking horses but sometimes i wonder whenever those horses acted up and everybody come to try to protect me so much that they made it happen right mm-hmm. like oh yeah, yeah she was she was she was feeling anxious and yeah. you know she's starting to do her stuff and then two guys run over there and start trying to hit her in the head to make her stop guess what they did made it worse they made yeah. it worse yeah. you know, stay when I'm screaming bloody murder, then come. Right. right. <laughs> if I'm not screaming bloody right. murder yet, <laughs> right. you know, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. You know, be be ready. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Last thoughts. Love. It's <laughs> always going to end with love. Isn't it though? Yeah. What about you, Mitch? Last thoughts. Hmm. Just be there. Be there. I Just like be it. there. You know, do, do your own thing, but still have enough conscious consciousness to to see someone hurting or seeing that, seeing them need help. And, and I think, um, it's something I've really been going through with a couple of people in my life is, is, um, they'll come to me when they need, me. I don't need to go to them to see if they, need. Me. Oh, I like, that's a good point. That's a good point. Unsolicited. And, right? and, yeah. and that's, that's my, that's like, it goes back to one of my biggest lots is, is seeing that they have a need. Right. And me trying to intervene before they need it. Yeah. Unasked for advice. Unasked for advice. Yeah. Last thoughts. I think this was a good podcast for people because it shows that we don't have all the answers no, either. No, and, no. and really, n- none of what we're saying here is right or wrong. It's the same struggles that, uh, that the listeners are having. <laughs> and really, you've got to listen to what God's telling you to yeah. do. Um, I wish there was a get, get your relationship yeah. as, with him as tight as you can so that you're equipped to have that godly wisdom to, I, to make these decisions because it's different. For I, I really mm-hmm. wish there was an equation. Yeah. I really do. don't. We yeah. do. It would yeah. make we, it all easier. You know, for we everybody. say that. But we don't have but, that. We but don't then, have that but then where's the yeah. mystery? Where's Where, the faith? Where's, <laughs> where's the faith? Where's the, <laughs> where's the struggle? Where's the growth? There Work wouldn't be faith, need yeah. for any of that. I, I, like yeah. a, I like Habakkuk 3. Yeah. yeah. You know? So here's my final thought. My final thought is we've all got a decision to make. And I think that on a mature level, because I know a lot of people when I'm fixing to say this, they're like, but what about this? And what about that? Well, what if this happens? Yeah. On a mature level, we have to make a decision because I've never met anybody with a truly soft and loving heart that didn't have thick skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you have to have thick skin to have a soft heart. The problem is, is that the reverse of that is also true. If you have thin skin, guess what, kind, what your heart is? Mm-hmm. It's a hard heart. Yep. And you know what? I'm thinking of a couple of people that if they heard me say that, it will devastate them because they truly believe, no, I am thin-skinned, but I do have a soft heart. No, you don't. You have a bitter heart because mm-hmm. you keep yeah. taking everything personal and you're lying to yourself thinking that you have a soft heart and your soft heart is the, is the reason you have thin skin and that's just not true. Right. Thin skin leads to a bitter heart. Mm-hmm. Not a soft one or a hard heart. So how do you get out of that? Just final thoughts. You, you just, you, unfortunately, it's the same way you become a good bronc rider. You got to ride a lot of bucking horses. That's, right. that, that's the yeah. only way. There's only one way to be a good bronc rider, yeah. to get on a lot of bucking horses. How do you gain wisdom? Yeah. By making it's, a mm-hmm. lot of stupid yeah. ass decisions. Yeah. Solomon got it because he, you know, because he was 
got anything in well, the world, David but we Sutton. have to yeah. work for it. We do. Well, we, we have, have to work, to work for, for it. Well, you can mm-hmm. ask for it, too. I mean, it says that. And we we, the Bible says that if you ask for wisdom. Yeah, but how, ma- how many times yeah. do we work for it yeah. a I long think, time before we ask for it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we yeah. just get wisdom. I think, we, we get the opportunity I think when we, to, to become wise. I've noticed that when we ask for wisdom, it's like asking for patience. Yes. It's going to take you on a journey. Not just it's going to just pop into your head. So listen, man, if if, to my buddy today, man, if you're doing good things, keep doing them, man, keep doing them. And, you know, because really remember the credit we get is for when they don't appreciate it. We get credit for loving those that don't love us back. So we will get just as much credit for doing things for people that they did not appreciate. Even if they're your closest people. Even if they're your closest and, people. And God mm-hmm. sees it. Yep. And, and God, God sees it. it. So, anyway, well, on behalf of Save the Cowboy and my little crew here, I want to say thank you and adios. Adios.